right, today we have Larry Allen. L.A., tell people who you are. Give me give me a highlight reel of, of what you've done. Like, if you're just hitting the points, give me two minutes of who you are and, you know, drop some names and all that. Let's get that out the way. Larry Allen, um, UCLA, also known as L.A., uh, from Houston, Texas, born and raised from the South Side. Um, graduate of Prairie View Annum University, a bachelor's degree in music, master's degree in sociology. Uh, former head drum major for the March of the Storm. Uh, box member, snare drummer, also played multiple instruments, um, all brass, all percussion. Um, worked with Beyonce, worked with Sierra, I've worked um, with Ellen, I've worked uh, on a Marvel project, uh, worked with Nickelodeon. Uh, theme song and production, um, performed on the AMAs, American Music Awards with Sierra and Missy Elliott, wow. uh, countless videos, I've choreographed for, um, I mean, the list goes on. We did our J. Cole video with Drumline Live with actually the all-female, all-female cast. Wow. Um, did a remix with uh, one of the guys, the choreographer for Drumline. He has a, a dance company. And I did a remix with Cardi B for the, the up HBCU version. So, I mean... Now just just working, man. You know, I'm, I've been blessed. I can say that I've been blessed. Man, that's that's a beautiful thing, LA. And you know, and you, you know, sometimes I try to come in super prepared, but other times I just kind of want to follow my curiosity. You know, so I, you know, I, I I saw you know different things that you're talking about, but I want to just follow my curiosity and talk to you. And we already got a good vibe. So tell me this: When did you first fall in love with music? Honestly, from earliest I can remember, I would probably say three or four. Um, my mom, she always tell this story, you know, around Thanksgiving and Christmas. But um, out there in Houston, I um, was in the mall, Baybrook Mall, with her and my dad. And, uh, you know, as a kid, you know, you play games, hide and seek. So on the way coming into the, uh, the mall, I saw a music store. It's called uh, Brook Mays Piano Store. Mm-hmm. So the whole while I'm knowing, okay, I'm going to make my way into this music store. So I think we're in J.C. Penney's or something. So I, I hear from my dad in the clothes rack, and he looking for me. He go one way, I shoot right to the music store. So long story short, man, you know, they, of course they shut the mall down. And back then it wasn't an Amber Alert, but they shut the mall down. Security was going everywhere. And I, um, I asked one of the guys that worked there to put me on the, on the stool. And I was literally playing the piano, small little crowd around. And of course I wasn't playing, you know, no, no Beethoven or anything like that. But just to see a young child, doing something like that was remarkable. And ever since then, my parents put me in music, everything, music schools, music programs, after school programs. Wow. Wow. So, so can you remember like who introduced you to it? Like who was the first person you saw like playing music? Was it, was it your parents? Nope. God given talent, bro. Like <laughs> my parents were athletes. Dad wow. played baseball, mom played softball. And uh, dad ended up going into law enforcement, but, like, it's only two of us in my family. I got a huge family. Two of us do music. Wow. Wow. So do you think t- having musical skill is God-given, or do you look at it as a skill that you can develop? I know it's both, but I can probably go out here and dance as much as I want, but I'm never going to be Chris Brown. You may well, be able I, to go Go ahead. I will say, I think anybody can learn any talent if you work hard enough for it. Now, of course, you may not be as good as Michael Jordan, like you were saying. You know, you can dance, but you may not be a Chris Brown. But I give, can guarantee you, if you work hard enough, you'll be able to do a show with him if you wanted to. So right. I think it's a, it's a, it's a, a healthy mix of both. Um, you know, God definitely did bless me. But at the same time, you know, I mean, you got Michael Jackson. You got Bobby Brown. You got all these greats that I, I grew up listening to, Prince. You know, and I will say my parents, they, they infuse music 
you know, at a very, very early age. I mean, a, a wide genre of music, you know, from Frank Sinatra to, you know, jazz, Dizzy Gillespie, you know, Count Basie Orchestra, like to Prince. So music was a healthy dose in my diet. Like every day it was always music. Homework, okay, music. Want to go play outside? Nah, I already practiced this horn. So mm-hmm. it was no question early on, I knew I was going to be where I was at right now when I was that young. That's dope. That's too dope. What instruments do you play? Go down the line of all the instruments that you play. I would say my principal instruments is trumpet and uh, percussion, but I play all brass, all percussion, a little clarinet, piano, guitar, you know. When you, when you say all brass, tell me the instruments because I'm a, I'm a music guy, but I don't, I don't even know brass. They, they go from trumpet to French horn to trombone, euphonium, and tuba. Okay. The whole now, wambo. I used to play the trombone in the fifth grade. I remember fourth position and third position, <laughs> you know, in one. <laughs> and that's it. But it's like riding a bike, though. You never, you never forget how to do it. You know, right. it's just muscle memory. Right, right. That makes sense. Now, why did you choose an HBCU? Um, honestly, it was the Labor Day Classic, uh, TSU versus Prairie View. Uh, I had scholarships to you know every school I applied to, D one, Texas Tech, um, you know. I can name a few, but it was something about just the box at Prairie View, the drum section. And I, I never really seen a drum section have a feature in the middle of a halftime show. And for me, that was like, oh, okay. So that's that's like some rock star. For me, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I want to do that. And I made a decision right then to, to go to Prairie View. I wasn't even really thinking about going to college, honestly. Really? It was just, I, I knew it was a formality to, to apply when you're a senior in high school. But I, I can say, I wanted to be Bobby Brown. I wanted to be you know, all of that. So out the gate, that's where my focus was at, you know, trying to build my craft and better myself to be a performer. And like I said, Labor Day Classic, saw the box and changed my mind. Right. That's dope. Now, um, you became a drum major. How, like, everybody wants to be a drum major. How do you, you're in high school now, let's say you're in ninth, 10th grade and you go to these HBCU games and you see these drum majors and you say, okay, I want to be one. What's the path? How do you get there? Um, Of course, when you get into like high school and, and you develop your, uh, you know, your, your craft, you see what kind of position you want to play in, in your band program. And like I said, early on, like growing up, I was always the leader. I was always in the front. So I had the mentality of always wanting to lead and, and be out front and, and almost like take that first hit, like look at me first and then you're going to see the rest of the guys or, or the girls. So um, really high school, like my, my sophomore year, I was in a direction where the band was going. And I was like, you know what? I kind of want to implement, you know, my my flavor, my, my sauce and leave my mark, you know, here at, at this school and, and move on to everything else. And that just geared me for Prairie View. Now, tell me about your experience with Drumline. I heard you talk about it earlier. Tell me, like, what what everything that you did within the Drumline and within the Drumline ecosystem. So, so I've been with Drumline Live since 2010. Um, I started out as a cast member uh, on trumpet and uh, percussion, snare drum. Audition for, um, we have a scene, a particular scene in the, in the show, it's called Motown. Mm-hmm. So where we impersonate, you know, uh, Temptations, Tina Turner, and it was a, a opening for James Brown. And I was like, you know what? How can I, again, leave a mark on this, this production, even though I'm, I'm a freshman, per se, to this production? Audition for James Brown. Nobody wanted to audition after me. So 
literally after that, uh, Don Robertson, which is the CEO, he saw, you know, a light in me. So he's like, hey, you know, LA, what else can you do? So that's right up my alley. I'm like, I produce, you know, I can, I can do this. I can make up routines. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to try you out. And he kind of gave me some assignments for the show. And literally that next year, they put me on staff. Wow. Wow. So bless, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How did you get into the Guinness Book of World Records? Uh, it's a studio here in Houston called Barron Studios where all of the greats record from like Kendrick Lamar to Travis Scott. And uh, they were they wanted to do, you know, the world's longest verse. So uh, they reached out to a few artists and uh, literally we was 24 hours just going back and forth. 16 wow. bars and 16 bars constantly, constantly. Wow. And I think that, that was like uh, July 15th, like 2015. It's been a little while, but I don't I don't think it's been beaten yet. Wow. That's dope. That's dope. You were the percussion director for Beyonce's Coachella performance? Yes. Tell me about that. Is is Beyonce's work ethic, is is her attention to detail everything that they say it is? Man, she, when I tell you, 100% hands-on. And from what I can see in the space that I was in around her, 100% hands-on. Like, true professional, true, like, her art, she gets it. Like, hands-down icon. Wow, and I'm not, I'm not just saying that just because you know she's from Houston, I'm from Houston, and I perform with her. But truly, an icon. Like just to to watch it unfold and see all the moving parts, and for her to give direction, it was a beautiful sight. Beautiful. Now we're gonna. I'm gonna piggyback off this, and we got to talk about what's been what we've been talking about this last week or so. Okay. What do you think about this Drake and this Beyonce? Um, as a fan of just music in general. I like it. I, I think it's a, a good body of work from from Drake. I like the record that she just put out, and I'm sure she's gonna she's gonna smash. As a, I'm, I I get it what people want, so they they looking for the turn up Beyonce. You know, it's, it's a summertime. You know, she's fresh still off of Coachella. You know, hands down, that's still one of the the, the most watched performances. You know, in the world. You know, Google put a commercial out about it, so. I mean, I think they were expecting, you know, R&B turn up Beyonce and she kind of, you know, gave them like, hey, I, I want to direct you to where music is going. Like, you got to always watch. Even though we've heard it, it's new to us. It's probably old to them. Yeah. So I'm sure that he probably been recorded all that stuff and he's going to transition into the new wave of where they want to push, you know, the culture. But I love it, though. I mean, for us to be able to, I don't want to say tap into other genres because I think we create a lot of things. Like popular culture is just what's popular, not a certain sound of music it's what's popular and drake is this generation's michael jackson maybe not performing while dancing but as far as records and streaming he up there and of course beyonce she's the female michael jackson yeah for sure for sure how does it feel to earn grammy nominations or grammy accolades excuse me man i was an heb when uh, i got the word and it was like making groceries i'm, I'm getting almond milk and getting my yogurt i didn't get a card i was like hey man you just found your paperwork. And I found my paperwork for what? It was like, man, the, the movie just won a Grammy. And I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> and lo and I get an email and I'm like, oh. But that right there, I will tell you, it'll get you in so many doors without them even knowing who you are. Like just being attached with her name and that Grammy and everything. It's like, you did what? Okay, yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> like with the gig with Nickelodeon, they were looking for the guy that led the drum line for Beyonce. Didn't wow. know who I was, they're looking for that guy. And word started getting around, and um, they reached out through uh, Instagram. 
And I ended up doing a theme song, an HBCU inspired theme song for one of the shows. Too dope. Too dope. Yeah. Now you guys have a um a, a book coming out, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. On the 29th. Nice. Now tell me tell me about it and, and tell me, you know, tell me about your contribution. Well, I'm one of the uh, expert authors uh for the book. This is the uh, second edition for the band, um, the HBCU. And it's just accounts of just, you know, stories and, and experiences that, you know, we've all had in, you know, HBCU programs. I'm sure we have similar stories, but uh, it's going to be great to hear, you know, what people from Norfolk have to say and Southern and fam and, of course, Prairie View, you know. So it's going to be a very good read, man. I, I would advise anybody that, you know, that for the culture, like, just take a look, man, you know, and see – we really make this this music go around, man. It's a lot of us that's involved with so many things in music. And I always tell people, you know, you don't have to be the star to go pro. Like you can go pro and be behind the scenes. Like there's so many HBCU graduates that push the buttons that make all this stuff work. Right, right. Now, um, if you look back at all the artists that you've worked with, what's a habit or what's like the secret sauce that you can kind of go with all of them and say, this is why all of them are great. Like you got some people that are just so professional and you got some people that just are always on time. Some people have that tireless work ethic. What can you see that's a common thread between these successful artists? I think all of what you said, um, you know, I, I've, I've watched Beyonce, you know, be the first person there before we get there. And then thereafter we leave. You know, um, and with her children around and her being a mom and, you know, a friend and Sierra, same way. You know, I see her, I fly in, you know, to California and she's already at rehearsal. I'm getting picked up, heading into rehearsal. She's already there sweating like she's been there all day, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, this it's a, it's, a, it's a hard industry and people expect a lot from you. And the beauty of it is, you know, we rehearse like literally for months for Coachella only for two hours you're right you know so people don't they don't they don't see that you know maybe your stomach hurting or you know you got a headache or your girlfriend tripping at home or you know the light bill do or mama sick and you still got to put that show on it's it's a lot of pressure and sometimes it it does bust the pipes but most of your strong artists and those stars that you talk about you know they they rise to you know to the top and and kind of work through adversity nice where can people follow you la Oh man, you know, my handle UCLA, Y-O-U.CLA. That's YouTube, Instagram, you know, Facebook, all that. UCLA, Apple Music, Spotify, title, YOU.C.LA. Now for the HBCU person that wants to wants to get into music, and if you look back and say, okay, I would have this is the exact path I would have taken, what would you tell them on how to what path to take or follow your heart. Give me, give me something that you would, that you would advise to the new up and coming people that want to get a chance to work with a Beyonce or a Sierra. Um, I would say, and I always lead with, there's a lot of Michael Jordans that never made it to the league. And it's, it's, it's a dog eat dog kind of industry, man. I mean, my path, um, I'm glad I did go to school. Now, if I would have went straight to Atlanta, you know, out of high school, I probably would have gotten far, you know, with experience. But when those slow months come, like when COVID hit, nobody was working. So all that performing was shut down. But I had two degrees to fall back on. Mm. 
So I would say, you know, not saying you have to go to college, but at least have, you know, plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D. And I always expect that nobody owes you nothing. And if you're in a room, make sure you're in the room. I always try to control my my situations, chess moves, you know, never checkers. And in a way of not being arrogant, but just letting you know, hey, I'm here. Like, I, I want you to know I'm here and I'm ready to go. Yes, sir. You say, I like good talking to you. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Likewise, brother. Anytime. <laughs> Anything else you want to want to leave with us? Oh, man. You know, God bless HBCUs. But I'm glad these athletes are starting to go to our HBCUs. You know, and um, let's let's keep music alive, man. Let's, let's get it back right. Back from elementary on up to college, man. You know, fine arts weren't, you know, run the world. And a lot of your CEOs for Fortune 500 companies come from the fine arts background. So I don't, I don't want to forget that. School is cool. You know, I always, school is cool. You can do it. That, that is so true, especially at an HBCU. Good talking to you. Enjoy the rest of your summer, LA. Likewise, brother. Right. Talk to you soon. All right.